Welcome to this episode of the Think Anesthesia podcast. I am Amanda Shelby, the, the Think Anesthesia content coordinator for Jurox Incorporated, a part of Zoetis. In this episode, I get the distinct pleasure to interview Liza Rudolph. Liza has a bachelor's from St. Petersburg College. She is a credentialed veterinary technician in Maryland, New York, Ohio, and New Jersey, so a few states, and has earned her veterinary technician specialty in canine feline clinical practice in 2012, of which she's a charter member. And then one wasn't enough, so she went back and got her VTS in small animal internal medicine in 2013. She is a career veterinary technician with 20 plus years in clinical practice, mostly in specialty hospitals in the Mid-Atlantic and Midwest regions, which is foundational to her current role, Program Director for Veterinary Technology Program at Rowan College of South Jersey. This is an emerging veterinary technician program in New Jersey. Welcome, Liza. Thank you, Amanda. It is great to be here. I'm very excited to ask you all of these questions, but could you first start by giving us an overview of your program? Certainly. We are currently in the process of building a veterinary technician program at Rowan College of South Jersey, which is in Sewell, New Jersey, and this is going to be in collaboration with Rowan University, which is developing their own veterinary school. So it's something we're really, really looking forward to bringing great veterinary technician and veterinary education to the state of New Jersey. And just to note, there's not a veterinary college in New Jersey to date, correct? That's correct. Rowan University will be the first veterinary school in New Jersey. We're very excited about it. <laughs> yes, as everyone should be. So talk to me about AVMA accreditation for the veterinary technician program. We do have some anticipated dates, so I can give you a general timeline in terms of how the program is progressing and how AVMA accreditation fits into that. At this point, what we're doing is we're going through some internal documentation within the college, and we're also doing a lot of application through the state itself. So once all of that is finished and it's established as an official program, then we can move forward, put all of those, dot all those I's and cross all those T's, and then move forward with the official AVMA accreditation, since they clearly can't accreditate a program that doesn't quite exist yet. So once we get the ball rolling, we will be pursuing AVMA accreditation because it's ridiculously important that these students are able to qualify to take the VTNE. Absolutely. And just for those listening, the VTNE is an exam that if a student graduates from an AVMA accredited program is eligible to sit for and upon passing then could further pursue licensing in their respective states, correct? Correct, yes. VMA does accredit both veterinary schools and also veterinary technology programs. So very important. So if all the stars align and everything goes as projected, when will you first be accepting students? We will be accepting students in fall of 2023. So we have a good timeline. I'm really excited to bring that to fruition in New Jersey. Are you the only technician program in South Jersey? We are the only te technician program in South Jersey. That makes it convenient to reach that population of students. 
It does. And being in the Mid-Atlantic, all of these states are very close to each other. So having a program in South Jersey also makes it accessible to those that are interested in veterinary technology, also in Pennsylvania, in Maryland, in Delaware. So it does have a bigger reach than just South Jersey if there's people that do want to pursue that, which is great. That is. So give us an idea once a student starts, what is the added length of the program from start to graduation? Our program is going to be two years in duration, so it should be all inclusive, meaning that the two years will also encompass all of the general education requirements that they have. So they won't need to, let's say, spend six months doing general education and then another two years on top of it. It should be a two year program. And will this initially be virtual or will they be on campus learning? That's a great question. And I'll be honest, we haven't completely worked that out. I can tell you right now that in terms of the general education, there is no preference as to whether it's in-person or virtual or a hybrid. Our plan at this point is to make at least some of the veterinary technology specific courses to be at least a hybrid, if not distance, but there are going to be some that are absolutely going to need to be in-person, particularly some of the labs and some of the experiential courses. That's a nice combination as well to appeal to all different student types. So two-year program graduation, is this an associate's degree? Any hopes of being able to continue on with a bachelor's degree? Yes, we're trying to really build basically a pretty good inclusive program that encompasses veterinary technology and also the vet school. So initially, this program that I'm working on right now is going to be an associate's degree. And as I mentioned, that's at Rowan College of South Jersey. We expect our students to enroll in 23. Um, Initially, we will have to use clinical resources from our wonderful veterinarians that are in New Jersey, which so far have been incredibly supportive in order to get these students their clinical skills. But once the vet school is built on Rowan University, which should be in 2025, those students are going to have the opportunity to work side by side with the veterinary students. And we're really looking forward to that because we really want to build a program that is that is team-based and that is inclusive. Once the vet school is established and rolling, the plan is that we will have a bachelor's program at Rowan University. And again, that bachelor's program would also put those bachelor's vet tech students with the veterinary students as well. So we're really trying to build a team-oriented approach to the veterinary industry, and we're really super excited about it. Yeah, as you should be. This team model, this collaboration between veterinarians and veterinary technicians in the classroom, so to speak, in the clinical realm of their mm -hmm. education, do you feel that will have a profound effect on the industry moving forward with maximizing utilization of all the team players? I, I do, and I, I really hope that's what will happen. That is certainly our goal. Um, what we're trying to really do is build programs so that people know how to work together collaboratively, they respect each other, and that also we're giving them some of the tools that maybe aren't really stressed so much in some of the vet schools and veterinary technology programs. We are going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about resilience. We're going to talk about how to build your career and how that veterinary technology is a career. It doesn't have to be just a job. It can be whatever you want it to be. And our hope is that if we get these students together and they really see and appreciate 
what one another can do and how working together not only makes everyone's life easier, but benefits the patient. Just even saying that just means the world to me because that's our goal. And how awesome would that be? <laughs> yes, yes, you're definitely setting a precedent and that's a wonderful precedent to set. So being that it's modeling veterinary technology as a career, I wanted to highlight that Rowan College of South Jersey's veterinary technician program will be one of the few that has a credentialed career veterinary technician as the program director yourself. Tell me what makes this a significant milestone to our profession? Wow, what a big question. Um, yeah, I do think that it means a lot. And I will say that personally and also for the profession. Um, personally, I think for me, it's really important and it's really impactful for me to be able to give back to that profession, to support those veterinary technicians that are coming into the industry that then can support their veterinarians that then can provide good quality patient care. So from a very personal point of view, I'm completely invested in that and having the perspective of having a lot of clinical experience, I think is going to be very helpful. I've worked in general practice for about eight years before I moved to specialty. So I do have significant specialty and emergency experience, but I did spend a fair amount of time in general practice too. So I do think that gives a bit of a different perspective than maybe a lot of people have. The other thing is that basically back in the day, I was also an on-the-job trained technician. So initially I took the VTNE through an alternative route and I I realized by studying for that how much information I really didn't know. And then I went back to school. So I also have the perspective of being an on the job train tech, but also a traditional AVMA graduate as well. So I think that brings a balance to my perspective from a professional point of view. And I really think that having a veterinary technician in the role of a program director whenever possible is just so important. And I know that's incredibly biased for me to say, and I admit that I am biased in my opinion of that. But at the same point, I look at it very similarly to when we're putting on continuing education at conferences. Time and time again, I hear from technicians that technicians want to learn from technicians. They want that perspective. They they want to hear the experience of people that have been in the trenches, that have been in the field. And, you know, I'm not knocking down any of the veterinarians that provide technician education because they're doing a phenomenal job. But veterinarians and veterinary technicians look at the veterinary world through slightly different lenses. And that's a good thing to have that different perspective. And I really do make that comparison to human nursing as well. Who would you want in charge of an RN program? Who would want a nurse? You probably wouldn't want a physician. And to be fair, that profession is a lot more separate than we are in veterinary medicine. But at the same point, you do get that unique perspective. So if I want to learn about a disease process and take a really deep dive into the medicine, Sure, I, I have no problem with, you know, going to a continuing education course and having that led by a veterinarian because we're going to take a deep dive into, I don't know, glomerular nephritis or something like that. That's probably who I want to listen to, right? But if we're going to talk about what the veterinary technicians do in terms of hands-on skills, in terms of how they approach their patients from a more patient-centered versus medical-centered lens, that's who you want to listen to. You want to listen to that experienced veterinary technician. So I think that it does bring a very specific view into the academic environment. And I'm, I'm just so honored and proud to be able to be part of that process. 
I agree with everything. I cringed a little with the mention of the kidney. It's not my favorite organ. I really like that you highlighted that you were a quote unquote on the job trained technician and, and likely an outstanding one going through the route of pursuing a non-traditional means of credentialing, yes. mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily available to everyone anymore, depending on the state. There's a few states that do have alternative routes. Um, couldn't tell you the exact number. I want to say there's only like three at this point. Yeah. It's very limited, I believe is Utah, that they do have, they just started credentialing, I think last year. So yes, oh, wow. they have an alternative route to allow for those technicians that have been practicing for a long time, that window of opportunity. So there's a handful of states out there, but on the whole, yeah, that alternative route is not available anymore. Yeah, it's definitely getting narrower and narrower, but it's really encouraging that it can be done. And then the drive that you came to understand of what holes there were in your knowledge base and wanting mm -hmm. to become a graduate of an AVMA program. I really am encouraged that as programs are opening, they're accessible, they're affordable, they're good value for income potential, getting people through them while they're on the job, maybe as a co-working environment is really important for our profession to move forward. What does it take to get a program like this off the ground? Timeline is variable. And I'll be honest, I have the flexibility to have a bit of a faster timeline. I know that some veterinary technicians that have taken over or have started new programs in their program director role, if they're still working in clinical practice, they're essentially only functioning part-time as a program director. So I know some of these have taken almost three years to come to fruition. I'm on a shorter timeline because I have the flexibility to devote more time to the enterprise. So I will say that when all is said and done, I'm probably going to be close to the year and a half to two year mark in terms of developing this program. The other thing that I found was really interesting was I knew it was going to be a little bit collaborative getting this off the ground. I didn't know how collaborative it was going to be and also what a great opportunity it would be to talk with other technicians and veterinarians in the area, meaning that as part of one of those boxes that we have to check for AVMA accreditation is having an advisory committee. and. I am incredibly grateful for all the people that are on my advisory committee because I have veterinarians. I have a veterinarian that was a credential technician before they went to vet school. I have a criticalists. I have multiple VTS. I have people in general practice. I have people in lab animal medicine. I have people in specialty. So I love the perspective that it has brought from all sorts of different avenues within the profession of veterinary technology and just making those connections has honestly meant the world to me, but I know that it's brought so much to the program just early on in this development. So I'm really, like I said, I'm humbled and honored to be part of it. It's been an amazing process so far. Well, our profession definitely needs more technicians. And so I'm sure that the people volunteering, getting time to this effort is mm -hmm. hoping that on the other end, once students are graduating, that their businesses and their livelihoods will ultimately benefit from having more career veterinary technicians. Yes, absolutely. So what does a day in the life look for a veterinary technician program director? 
Well, I'll be honest, it depends on the day. There are meetings, there is collaboration, there is a lot of paperwork and organizational <laughs> skills. If you're not super organized and you kind of need separate motivation, probably not the best position for you. Um, and there's a lot of wheels turning at the same time. I mentioned that there's internal documentation and applications, and then there's applications to the state. And then once those are completely finished, then we move on to AVMA. So it's kind of this constant process of looking at the checkboxes, making sure that we're doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. And at every turn, there's accountability, making sure that we're doing the right thing. It's been a lot of paperwork, but it's been a lot of conversations and collaboration too. So it's kind of been both of those things. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. And I think one of my favorite parts about it has really been building the course sequence and determining what those course syllabi are going to be and really just kind of putting everything together and hoping that the plan that we have that we've come up with is approved because as it stands, I think we have a, again, I know I'm very biased, but I think we have a really great program. Assuming that everything moves forward and is approved, I think it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little overwhelming at times. Definitely uh, like the checklists and crossing yes. off boxes. What do you think a day in the life is going to look like once the program's up and running? It will be a bit different. Um, I am fully aware that there will still be a lot of paperwork and that's fine. But also at this point, I'm doing a lot of my work from home because we don't have students on campus. So that will change as we have students on campus because I'll need to be available to them. And then as the program evolves, um, we haven't hammered out the details yet in terms of who is going to teach what, but I will definitely at least teach a couple of classes. So I will be on the floor, so to speak, educating technicians as well as organizing things behind the scenes. And then there's also going to be the situation, particularly within the first couple years, making sure that all those externships and experiences that we're going to coordinate with the veterinarians in New Jersey are all on the up and up. So there's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff in the beginning, but I am happy and looking forward to be able to actually be in the classroom setting teaching some of these students. It does sound like your next few years are going to be very diverse and very rewarding as this program gets launched and ultimately uh, students start graduating. That first yes. graduation is probably going to be one big party, huh? Celebration. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it will be well-deserved. Liza, we really appreciate you sharing your perspective on being a veterinary technician program director for an upcoming and hopefully opening soon veterinary technician program. And before we say farewell to our listeners, I would just like to know, and you might not have this information readily available, but is there anywhere people can go to get more information? There's actually a lot of resources available depending on what people are looking for. So generally speaking, when I first talk to those that are working in the veterinary industry and they're looking to become credential technicians, the first place that I usually send them is the AVMA website. Okay. So honestly, I can't give you the website off the top of my head, but the easiest thing to do is just type in AVMA veterinary technology programs in Google and you will find the website. And I like that because it's a one-stop shop shows you all of the programs that have been accredited and also is separated between distance and in-person programs and it's also separated by state so that's usually the first 
place that I kind of tell people to start their journey in terms of perhaps searching to see where they want to go and finding that school that's right for them because every school's different and everybody needs to find that that right fit. Um, hopefully it's it will be Rowan College of South Jersey, but you know, maybe not for everyone. There's other programs that are out there as well. We don't have any of the information up on the Rowan College of South Jersey website because we're not official yet. However, I can share that the Rowan School of Veterinary Medicine do have some information up on the Rowan University website. So that is available for those that were interested in the vet program. But otherwise, if there's any interest in um, in our particular program, I would be happy to share my email address with you. And if you can maybe post it on your website or show notes or whatever, I think that's probably the best place for people to get the most up-to-date information. Yeah, we'll happily share your email address. Do you want to go ahead and give it here and then we'll also tag it in our website description? Certainly. It is L-R-U-D-O-L-P-1 at rcsj.edu. Thank you for providing your email address. Hopefully we don't bombard your email box, but for people are interested in pursuing a veterinary technician degree program, these are two resources that we would encourage you taking advantage of, Liza Rudolph and the AVMA website. Absolutely. The other thing that I might also share is that if anybody wanted to know what goes into the skills, also on the AVMA website is the AVMA Essential Skills List. And a lot of people that haven't gone through a vet tech program don't really realize the breadth of the species and skills that we have to do. So it's often something that I reference when I'm speaking to veterinarians or speaking to veterinary technicians to give them an idea of what we learn in school. That can be very helpful as a leveraging point to say, hey, are these the things that I really want to do? And if I do, maybe I can go to my employer and say, hey, I want to do all these things. So I really like pointing people in that direction as well. Yes, and employers are increasingly supportive of veterinary technicians becoming credentialed because there is an increased understanding and the value that credentialing process brings to the table. Exactly, exactly. If we have veterinary technicians that are career technicians, and maybe that's not for everyone, but if you want to be a career technician, that there is growth within the clinic, they can support you, and that ultimately having those technicians cuts down on overtime, it cuts down on turnaround, and ultimately benefits the practice. So if we can get these credential technicians in practice, one in the profession will be much better off. <laughs> yeah, and keep them in practice. Yes, exactly. I mean, we're two career veterinary technicians here having a, a nice chat. So yes, it's definitely possible. It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Liza. We really appreciate your time and sharing the importance of veterinary technician leadership. At Think Anesthesia, we know you have many educational opportunities and hope that you enjoyed this podcast interview with Liza Rudolph, Program Director for the Veterinary Technician Program at Rowan College of South Jersey. You can subscribe to our newsletter at www.thinkanesthesia.education, spelled out, uh, to get monthly updates on the new material and access our race-approved educational portfolio. Of course, should you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns, please do not hesitate to contact us at thinkanesthesia at jerox.com. Thank you, everyone.